Welcome to Your Happy Place podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Ross. I am an entrepreneur and a real estate investor. Each week, we will be bringing you interviews about real estate investing, property management, and sharing inspiring stories. Are you ready? Let's get started. So today on the podcast, I'm so pleased to have Victoria Clooney here with me. She's a real estate investor living in Ottawa, and I met Victoria from her Instagram. She has a really great Instagram page, Invest Real Fit. Welcome to the podcast, Victoria. Thank you, Jenna. I am really excited to be here, especially for your Halifax, like that is near and dear to my heart. So this is an extra special podcast for me. Oh, and yeah, we love we love Halifax. And I hear that you really love Nova Scotia as well. And thank you so much for having me on your, I guess we call it like a webinar meetup was the Nova Scotia real estate kitchen party. That was so fun. Yeah. And it was really nice because of course, like I'd been following you for a little bit and loved all the content that you were putting out for Nova Scotia. And then for us to actually had that, have that opportunity to meet virtually, of course, but it just kind of grew the connection and, and here we are. So I know it was super fun. And yeah, I just love your energy that you bring and being a female real estate investor is super cool to me as well. Yeah. It's passion. Like, I think that, you know, whenever you're doing something that you genuinely love, you can't help but exude that type of energy. And so, you know, even if I'm having a bad day, I feel like I just compartmentalize because as soon as I go into like real estate mode, I love it. And so that's how I just know that this is the right uh, path for me, I guess. And so I try to like push that out as much as possible in case other people feel the same way. I think that many, many definitely do. So everybody has to check out uh, Victoria's Instagram and follow along. And tell us how you got started in real estate investing. So it was not on purpose. And um, for those who don't know me, I'm in the military. And so when I first joined in Ontario in 2001, and then I was posted to Nova Scotia. So that's how I uh, ended up there. I I wanted to buy property as soon as I you know joined and had a job that was paying a, a nice salary and consistent and so I got into new builds and uh, if you're familiar with Dartmouth I bought my first house in Portland Hills so it was a townhouse and I was I think 20 years old going through and picking out whatever the builders had for their product you get to select like out of five or six different colors or flooring and, and whatnot and so did that and then moved on to like a bigger build and built uh, a house from scratch. So basically having a, an allowance and then going through that. And then finally I bought a bungalow. And then three months later, I found out I was getting posted to the U S and at that time it would have cost me a lot of money to go and turn around and sell it again and break the mortgage. And uh, I didn't understand all the ins and outs. And so I just decided to rent it. And I went to the U.S. and it was just like a bunch of kids renting out this bungalow. It, uh, I had my friends at the time. And of course, we're all in our early 20s. We just kind of banded together. There was really no like cell phone texting, but everybody was emailing, checking up on the property for me. And then when I came back from the U.S., I didn't have the heart to ask the family to leave. 
And so I then bought a condo. I had saved up enough money and condos were pretty cheap at the time. And so that's kind of how I got into it unintentionally. Oh, that's a great story. That's very interesting. And how sweet of you to buy a different property instead of involving <laughs> a family. That's so nice. Yeah. It, you know, there's a part of, um, and I, I still hold it today with how I do business. There is, I am very business oriented and uh, I've learned a lot over the years, but I still believe in being compassionate and that we are here to, you know, help people. And I don't want to uh, disperse anybody from those homes, especially if I have the means to be able to, to do something. And it was a big house and I didn't need to be there on my own and they were happy. That's, that's beautiful. And I love your philosophy and that will, that will continue to make you very successful in what you do because you're going to attract people that, that appreciate that and that, that resonates with them. And it's just, it's just better to work like that. That's 100%. how I did it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that brings us to now where, where are every, where's everything right now for you with real estate? Yeah. So now I'm intentional. I'm very intentional. There was a period of time that I, I, I had that property and I didn't want to have it anymore. I wasn't enjoying being a landlord. I wasn't having any issues, but I just like was managing it myself. And so I, I went and I sold that property. As soon as I sold it, I realized that actually this is a really good gig. Like I got the equity after 10 years of not doing much work and I saw that and I realized, okay, I'm going to put this right back in. And then I started to just scale. I wouldn't say quickly for a couple of years while I was in Nova Scotia, I, I bought a duplex, a single family home, and then I bought an Airbnb, like a cottage. And so there was actually four properties on this Airbnb that uh, I was renting out, which was great. And then I got posted to Ottawa this summer. And when I got posted to Ottawa, I realized oh no, I don't know anybody. I don't know any contractors. I don't know any uh, realtors. I don't know the area, but I knew I wanted to continue investing. I became very uh, complacent in Nova Scotia because I'd been there for almost 20 years. And so I knew the province so well. I felt really well connected in the area with the people. So I decided to start this account, which is kind of where Invest Real Fit came from. Fitness is another passion of mine. So I combined real estate and fitness. Anyways, it kind of blew up from there because my eyes became open to like the opportunities and the different creative ways that we can get into the market. And it just like expanded my, my goals because I'm seeing like women, just like me, like young women that are going out there and they're putting monster properties under contract and they're doing big deals. They're developing land. Like it's just insane what people are doing. And so really like I'm, I'm small potatoes compared to like what's out there. However, I, you know, I've picked up the pace. I've, I've applied a lot of what I've learned. I've like digested so much information and now using that experience from my past I'm applying it all. And it's just like, it's just going so fast. I've got a fourplex that I'm partnering up with that's closing next week. I put a fiveplex under contract as well. So that's going to be next month. And so there's two properties in December, a triplex and a duplex. So it's just kind of blowing up right now, which is amazing. 
That's so awesome. Good for you. And that's, that's not small potatoes. (laughs) That's not anymore. Not anymore. (laughs) It's it's getting there. It's yeah. But it's so much fun and it's so doable. Like that's, I guess, at the end of the day, the biggest message for people, especially listening to this is that you have to just like open your network and that's going to open up your mind and the opportunities and the potential that uh, you can do, because we can all do this. I mean, we're, there's nothing unique about me that would like prevent somebody else from doing the same thing. Well, <laughs> I think you're pretty special. But <laughs> Other than like, yeah, the, the passion, you do have to have that passion. If you, if you feel it inside, like if it doesn't serve you, then certainly don't follow it. And real estate is not for everybody. But if something is, there's a, like a fire inside of you that lights up a little bit when you talk about real estate. And I think that's what a lot of us investors have in common, because that's all we want to talk about. And so if you feel that inside, but you don't know how to get from like A to B to C, then reach out. I always say to people, talk to me, like, I'm so happy to answer any questions. I have a, a time slot on Mondays that I, I talk to new investors who just want to ask questions. And so we'll do like, you know, 30 minute conversations, but just to help light that fire and give them a little guidance because uh, the network is where it's at. Yes. And it looks like you girls have a, a nice group in Ottawa. Awesome. It's so good. And that's kind of what like made me do the the Nova Scotia one as well, just to, because I, I didn't know about any of that stuff. I wasn't seeking it either, but it's something that I like, I give a lot of credit to what and where I am right now from having like the meetups and the networking for sure. Yeah, it's it's really big and it can, yeah, it really helps to see people like yourself who have done the fourplex and the and a fiveplex coming because if you're just getting started, it can be intimidating to just take that first step. And- it is, yeah, I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, I think I'll just do like a day in a life. And so I'm I'm kind of on my stories. I'm just kind of putting little pictures of everything that I'm doing today to show how you can juggle it all. And so of course, like this podcast will be on there. It's a great timing, but uh, just to show that, you know, how you compartmentalize your day, block it off so that you can achieve what you need to, if you can like do it intentionally and uh, prioritize and just organize things. So yeah, accessible. Yeah, it doesn't take, you know, it, it doesn't take that much time if you're intentional about it, like you, you mentioned. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, it took me a while to get to this point where I can manage a lot without putting so much into it, because I certainly during the initial process, when you're learning everything and you're trying to consume as much and then you're applying it and you're, you're making mistakes and having to redo things or whatnot. But yeah, once you get into a nice routine, then uh, things are nice and zen for the most part, <laughs> for the most part. Awesome. And so what are some challenges that you might have faced along the way? Certainly. I didn't know it was a challenge at the time, but that was the lack of my network and resources in Nova Scotia, which, you know, I wish that I had known about all of this, all the podcasts, like, you know, even your podcast and talking to different people, because I would have 
scaled so much faster. However, and then the time management was a big factor for me, especially last year. I did make a commitment this year that I was going to have more boundaries. I've now brought on three. I have three virtual assistants. Like I've got a bookkeeper and then two VAs that are helping me out now. And so that, and I've put systems in place, but it all took a lot of time for me to get to this point now. And I'm still in that process of ironing it out, but um reading the book, Who Not How, really shifted that thought process for me and to outsource because I am very that do-it-yourselfer. You know, I think it's that control, right? Like you put so much energy into something that it's hard to let go because really nobody's going to do it with as much heart as you'll do it. I can't say better because there are a lot of people that can do things better than me, but yeah, like I persevere quite a bit. And so I I don't want to drop those balls, but I'm learning to let that go and to outsource. And it is so worth it. It's really worth it. That book is, is excellent. I, I took it on audible and it is, it's definitely a mentality shift and same thing with my property management business is that like it's so hard to let go but when you do like things just change yeah you can get a lot more done um, yes and, and to plug property managers because you know i managed my own for the first 15 years and it wasn't until i was posted to ottawa that i was forced to find property management. I wish I would have found you too, Jenna. Like I didn't, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll work together someday. But yeah. the, the minute that I hired my property manager, the weight like just lifted off my shoulders. And that was 15 years of just like hustling and always available and always worried about that phone call and like being, yeah. And it's worth it. So now whenever I look at properties, now I do long distance investing because I I value so much using other people. And I just factor in the cost. Like before I used to be so, I used to help hold on to that, you know, extra 200, $300 a month, but it's so worth it. And that's how you scale because at some point you cannot manage all your properties if you want to go big. So I I plug property managers all the time. Uh, Thank you for saying that, Victoria. Um, You know, and interestingly enough, when my husband and I started investing in real estate, I got into property management because I was managing our properties and had great experience with it. But I think that as an investor, it's wonderful that you're doing it like a business. The fact that you've hired virtual assistants, that's, that's amazing. I honestly don't know anybody else who's done that. And I think that's, that's big. That's really big and also cost effective. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And, you know, it, it is true about scaling. If you want to scale your portfolio and and we're definitely looking to work with clients like yourself who are treating it like a business and who have a little bit of knowledge of what it's like to manage the properties themselves have a little bit of pain there helps too because it brings the appreciation for what we do which is which is honestly there's so many things that happen behind the scenes that our owners don't know about because we handle it you know and yeah 
Oh, I know it, it absolutely. And like being on top of all the laws and especially today, like it's very, very challenging in in Nova Scotia with like the, the tenant management and yeah. So I like lots of credit. I remember there was a property that I was going to purchase and it was in an area that's, I would call it like a C class. So, you know, not your downtown it was more on the outskirts and it was a little bit rougher, but it's going through a bit of a, a regentrification. And so I wanted to get in uh, early. And I remember talking to my property manager and just being like, oh, I'm not sure about like the, the clientele there in that area. And then he was just like, Victoria, don't worry about it. Like, that's that's my job. I'll take care of it. You know, just you worry about the the property and the, the acquisition. And I remember feeling like so grateful because he allowed me to just release that concern because it really didn't affect me. It doesn't affect me. (laughs) Yes. It's yeah. Yeah. That is interesting for sure. Because if you've got a nice property and if you're bringing it up to a nice standard, even if it's in a C-class area and you've got professional property management and you're a good owner to work with, then it can it can sort itself out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, and it's not, again, to displace anybody, but sometimes we acquire properties that tenants are not respectful of the property and don't pay the rent. And so, again, back to like being compassionate and having a difficult time just with tenants, I just... I want to help support everybody, but there has to be that that give and take. And so it does give me a little bit of release to be separate from that. And so just keeping it more professional, because I probably would just like be that cat lady. I just open my door to everything, everybody. <laughs> oh, my too funny. But yeah, caring, caring definitely goes a long way, especially if you're in it for for the long term. Mm. Yeah. For sure. So what are your goals for this year in your business? So outsourcing is big, getting systems in place. So we're on track for that. You know, I think a lot about numbers of units and I don't have one. I don't know if I should. People say you should, but I just think like big and I want to go in a direction that feels good to me. And so multifamily has been the direction that feels good. I'm a bit of a kid in a candy shop right now because there are so many opportunities and I do look at things and I just think, oh, I could make this something, something (laughs) great. So I try to keep that honed in. The networking side is really important to me. So I'm, you know, continuing to continuing to try to build that. I actually just took over leadership of the meetup that was the first thing in Ottawa. So that was the first uh, outlet for me, which is amazing. And I'm so grateful to to be able to be in this position. And I'm I'm co-hosting it with another investor here in Ottawa. So, you know, we get to do this together, which is even more fun, but just continuing to grow to take opportunities as they come. And yeah, maybe one of these days I'll hone it in, but right now I'm just enjoying the process. That sounds great. Good things will come to you when you put that out there and are open. 
So how do you win at real estate in this Nova Scotia crazy real estate market? Yeah, super tough, especially nowadays. And the best advice that I would give is to be creative right now. And then that trial and error. And so the creative part is just by you know, not necessarily going on MLS, although I still find a lot of my properties on MLS, which I, you know, can talk about, but also looking at Facebook Marketplace, Kijiji, uh, friends and family and networking and just pushing it out there to as many people as possible that you're interested in buying real estate. And so the hope is that you can get exclusive off-market properties brought to you, which, you know, I... I'm very grateful that I get properties brought to me now because people know that this is what I'm doing. But also like on the MLS, find properties that have maybe been sitting around for over 30 days. And yes, there's probably a reason for that. Maybe they're priced too high or, you know, they're just like decrepit or, you know, people aren't attracted to these properties, but then go in and offer numbers that work for you. And you don't have to offer what the asking price is. So that's something that I do a lot is, is to find a property. I might make an offer. They might reject it. I'll wait a month and I'll circle back and I'll come back to that property. And they might be a little bit less rigid and, and feeling a bit more open to negotiations. Um, I am really into like seller financing or vendor take back. And there's ways that you can structure deals where you can offer them closer to their asking and then you know present it in a way that they can earn interest on top of that or maybe you can get a lower asking price while they earn some interest which could kind of bring them up to closer to that asking so there's ways that you can just kind of uh, manipulate the offer so that it's a win-win for both people so that's on the creative side and then i would say the consistency it's not giving up after that rejected offer. It's, you know, putting offers in, I recommend like one offer a week and analyzing deals every single day so that you can A, learn from it. You get good at it. You learn the market a lot better. And then one of these days, something's going to stick. And so for me, it's creativity and consistency. And then the networking, I think is like, that's the formula I've been working with and uh, it works. That's amazing. Such great tips. And yeah, and it's working for you. And I appreciate that you have shared with everyone. And it's so important for people to realize that you are out there, you're putting offers in consistently, and yeah. you're getting rejected. Um, and, Absolutely. You're, and you keep you keep going on until you get an accepted offer. That's right. And I, I share my, my highs and my lows on my social media. And so, you know, I let people know when I, when I don't get an offer or that I'm getting rejected, I think I was close to like 13 rejections this year before I I did land the five unit and the five unit. Interesting enough, it was on MLS. Um, as soon as I saw it pop up, because I, I have uh, notifications that come up, I sent it to my realtor we got in right away. So the first thing I do is ask for the numbers. I want to know the revenue and the expenses before I even see the property. They sent those over. My realtor viewed it. I did a virtual viewing. The owner of the property was showing us the property, which for me is like a huge benefit. Some people don't like it, but I love it because that gives you the opportunity to have that 
one-on-one connection with them. And so I was able to ask the owner some questions that helped me structure my offer to be more favorable. And, you know, we put in a bully offer. And so they were not taking offers until a certain date. I put in an offer. I didn't want to wait. I made it appealing, but certainly worked well with my numbers, but it was very appealing to the owner just based on some things. And, you know, because we're under contract, I can't go into detail, but I'm excited to share at the end. Like, you know, if we close this deal after the due diligence, then I will be sharing that process. But again, it was creativity and it was a human connection as well to be able to be somebody that they want to work with. So, so so brilliant. That's so smart. And why would they not want to work with you? (laughs) I do. I try to like be so genuine. And as long as like, that is who you are, then it will translate. If people are fake, it comes through, but, you know, be a good person and approach business as business, but also you can have that, that compassion involved with it and you can make things work. It's not all about being a shark. Although like, I think my sister called me a shark the other day and I was like, "Ah." (laughs) it comes out if it needs to, but it's certainly not the, the approach. That's for sure. No, no, for sure not. That's that's an amazing story. I can't wait to hear the the details because that sounds awesome. Good for you. Super congratulations on that one because, you know, it is impressive to get a multi-unit under agreement in this market. So amazing. <laughs> amazing. So that leads me to my final question that I want to ask you is where is your happy place I have a few and for different reasons, of course, family. I mean, my husband and my son, it doesn't matter where I am. And that's, you know, the lifestyle I've led up to this point in the military, you just always on the go, but like having my husband and son, no matter what, where we go, that's home. That's, you know, my heart, but of course, like the gym in the morning is like my sacred time. And so it just like revitalizes me and it helps me just, you know, catapult to the day and starts it on the right foot. But if I like am really reflective of like my happy place, I, it was my Airbnb. It had a sunrise. So I used to sit out in the morning and there would be the sunrise over the water and like the water and the sun is my happy place. And so I, I seek that and, uh, you know, I'm around nature in my home, which is amazing, but like I I'm driven for that. And I miss Nova Scotia for the ocean and for the sun rises that I used to get. So I need to be a little bit more intentional in finding that. So even just like your question, it made me think about that. Like, I just like, Oh, I love it. So I'm going to write that down as my, one of my goals is to catch some more sunrises here. Oh, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was wonderful speaking with you. Oh, my pleasure. I'm glad that we did this. And I love what you're doing. I just think it's phenomenal. And I've been listening now. I'm a new fan now that I've learned about it. So yeah, keep doing it because it's so important for investors to be able to hear about like investors in our area too, because I know that you're very connected with the Nova Scotia market and just even our community here. And so thank you for doing what you're doing. You're welcome. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to Your Happy Place podcast. We really appreciate you tuning in. And until next time, stay cozy and kind.